Mike said, um, I'm Zach, super excited to be here. Um, I am, if you don't know me, I know a lot of you, but if you don't know me, I'm married to Hannah. Um, she's great. We've been married 10 years this year. That's pretty awesome. Some of you have surpassed that by a whole lot, and that's great too. Uh, we have a daughter. Her name is Zara. She is six years old, and I was sharing, um, I was talking to someone about her earlier, and she, if you don't know her, she is completely out of control, um, in, a, in a good way. Like, she's great, love her to death, and um, as a matter of fact, this morning when, when I woke up, I, I got here early, and I woke up, and I was trying to sneak out of bed and out to where I could get ready to come, and Hannah goes, hey, try to be really quiet, because you don't want to wake up Zara. If you wake up Zara, then your sleep's over. And I was like, hey, no problem. I was already thinking about it. And as I'm creeping out the door, this is what I hear. And um, if you don't know what that means in Zara's language, that means I'm up and I am ready to go. So um, unfortunately for Hannah, she probably didn't get to sleep much past that um, signal from Zara. And she's like that from the moment she wakes up to the moment she goes to bed. And uh, she has a lot of energy. Um, and I thought I had a lot of energy until she came along. And now I know that I don't. Hey, um, through my time with Young Life, um, I've been a part of Young Life since I was a freshman in high school. That's, that's been a while. Um, I've learned a whole lot of things um, and experienced a lot about reaching out to other, um, to folks, folks who are um, especially high school kids, but even adults in that process. And I hope to share some of that with you today. I know you guys are in a series um, of evangelism, and I hope just to give a little bit of, um, uh, share what I know um, and from my experience with you guys today. And I thought I'd recap um, the, the sermons you've heard the past few weeks. And um, you heard from Lenny and you heard from Sam. Um, and Lenny shared with you, the kingdom of God comes through authentic relationships. And Sam um, said the kingdom relationship requires intentional investment. Um, and that is so true. And those were great uh, messages. And today I want to share with you the next step in that, that God ha- goes before us, right? God goes before us out into the world um, in this ministry, and we are called to come and join him in that. And um, hopefully by the end of today, there's, you have some practical things where you're like, I can do that. This makes sense for me and my community. Um, and what we're going to do, we're going to start... Um, uh, in the book of, in First Corinthians, and we're going to talk about um, what Paul has to say. And there's one thing I do want to mention, um, and I want you guys to hear this. Um, and I think it's important for what we're going to talk about. Um, I want you to be equipped to go out into your community, to our community here in Clay County, and reach out to our friends, to our lost friends. Um, and what I'm what I'm not trying to set us up for well today is I'm not trying to send us out into the community so that we can play the drums at church on Sunday. I play the drums at church sometimes, don't worry. Um, And I'm not trying to send us out in the community um, so you can come and go find a ministry to fund financially. Um, What I'm trying to say is each of us um, have a role. The church is super important, right? We've gotta be involved in a church. Um, There's a statistic I heard recently that if, um, if our kids, if high school kids don't grow up being part of a multi-generational church service, chances are that when they leave to go off to college, they won't visit a church that entire time. The church is extremely important for what we do, um, but also the relationships we have outside of the church 
um, are important, and we're called to those. So we're going to jump right in, um, and the first thing we're going to talk about is why should we do this? Um, and Paul answers this question uh, directly um, in verse 23 in 1 Corinthians 9, and Paul says this, I do all this for the sake of the gospel. That's pretty simple, for the sake of the gospel and to share in its blessings. Um, I know that's why I do it. Um, a little bit about, about my life, um, when I was in high school, when I was a freshman in high school, I was kind of a, a punk kid. Um, I know those of you that know me are like, I could never see that. Um, but I really was. I was kind of the kid, I think I'd been hurt in my life, so I was the kid that can make fun of other kids like really well. I got really good at that. If you notice you're getting good at that, that's probably a problem. Um, but I was. And these, um, in my high school, these college kids started coming around. Um, and I didn't know who they were. I was like, this is really, really creepy that there's adults hanging out at my high school. Um, and we all thought it was really weird. But they kept coming and they kept showing up. Um, and it didn't take long to know they were part of this organization called Young Life. And we started hanging out with them and having a lot of fun. And through those relationships, um, and I want you to hear this, through those relationships, not through like what those guys said to me or um, anything, but through the relationship, I found out they knew who Jesus was, and I came to a point in my life where I wanted that. I wanted what they had. And um, when I became a Christian, it was the summer after my freshman year of high school, um, and right after that, these folks gave me a vision for kids in my high school and for kids in my community, and because of that, for the sake of the gospel, you know, I continue to pursue other folks. Um, when I train Young Life leaders, I always say this. Um, I say, your story is important. And so many times people say, well, I don't have a great story. You know, I didn't have like a bad, bad life or get involved in all this stuff. I can't, I don't have anything powerful to share with others. And I always say that, you, that's com- that you're completely wrong. Um, if you're not convinced that what God has done in your life um, is powerful and life-changing, Um, then you need to spend some time figuring that out. Um, Your story and and my story is that we were um, in death and we were broken people. And then after God and now our relationships with Jesus, we are brought to life and we get to live a life um, in freedom. And if that's not worth sharing, you know, I am not really sure um, what is. So we got to figure that piece out first. We have to figure out the why behind moving forward. Um, and the next part, uh, Paul moves on and he talks about engaging in our culture. So if you want to look at verse 20 and verse 21, it says this, to the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law. So as to win those under the law, To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, so as to win those not having the law. And that's kind of a a lot of words in there, and what Paul is trying to say to us is he's saying, hey, I have done everything I can do um, to share the gospel. I've, I've gotten to know different cultures, different contexts, people from all kinds of backgrounds, and I have lived in those environments with those people and shared life. And what we, um, I'm kind of sharing some things we do through Young Life, not saying to you, hey, come to Young Life, go reach out to high school kids, but I'm, I'm sharing some things we do and showing you how, hey, I could probably do some of this stuff with those around me every day in life. 
Um, and this, this engagement with our culture in young life, we call this contact work. We call this going to where kids are. Um, so as Young Life leaders, we um, go to the high school. We go into the lunchroom um, at Fleming Island High School right now in St. John's Country Day School. And if you want to be scared to death, um, come with me someday. It might not be scary for you, um, but I, even though I've been doing Young Life for a long time, every time I walk into the cafeteria, I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? What am I doing? Um, but, you know, like we talked about before, God goes before us in those situations. We, when we're training Young Life leaders, we say, hey, pull into the parking lot at school and pray. We're always praying for these kids and then walk in and get to know kids. And we've had leaders pull in the parking lot, pray, and then start their car and drive off. Um, <laughs> but hey, if you keep doing that and you keep pursuing, um, you know, you find out that God meets you there. And it's awesome. Um, we don't, um, you know... What, what you could do, you know, in your life, in your everyday life, is spend time, um, you know, we've talked about this idea of having a few folks where you can start reaching out to. Um, you can pray for these people, and you can start spending time with them, um, doing things that they enjoy doing. Um, I wrote down a couple ideas. Um, I wrote, hey, if you've got a friend that loves the Jaguars, which a lot of us do, some of us really don't, and that's okay. But say your friend likes the Jags, you can go to the Jags game with them. Even if you don't want to, you could go. And in that time, get to know them. Um, have a friendship with them. Um, I wrote another idea. Say your, um, your friend, say her daughter is in gymnastics. You can take time to go to the gymnastics meet with her and support her family. Um, and through these relationships, slowly, slowly, people will start to see um, God's love inside of you. And, and that's, that's powerful. Um, the next uh, passage that we're going to talk about, the uh, same passage, but this, the verse, is verse 22. Um, and this is, Paul says this, to the weak I became weak to win the weak. Sorry. I have become all things to all men so that by possible means I might save some. And I took that to the weak I became weak um, is that we have to set aside ourselves um, some would call this set aside our selfishness. Uh, I don't know about you, um, but I always kind of thought I was selfish. Um, and then I got married, and then like God brought my selfishness and just smacked me in the face with it. Maybe I'm the only one here that that happened to. Um, and then I thought I had it figured out, and we had um, Zara come into our life. And then I was just reminded again. Um, so this, I'm saying that to say this is very hard. It's hard to set aside um, things that we want to do and how we want to spend our time. I wrote this down. I want to make sure I say it right. Um, as Christians, we seem to desire this peaceful and perfect environment and friends. That is not the gospel. We have to throw it off. Uh, the relationships that God is calling us to engage in will be messy, and these people will not, they're not going to act like we want, want them to act, right? They're going to come with all of this um, baggage and a lifestyle maybe that's not like ours, um, but we're called to engage, and we're called to invest in those um, and build true friendships. If you want to see uh, how this can be done in our lives, come with me to Chick-fil-A with Zara. Um, Chick-fil-A has a playground, and if you've never been in there, it kind of stinks, right? Because little kids walk in there and take their shoes off and then run around and get sweaty. That's a pretty bad combination. Um, 
But Zara will fly into that playground. She will become best friends with everybody in there. She will be asking us to set up play dates with those people. Um, and she's very serious. She's, it's not a joke. Um, and that is such a picture, um, I think, of moving into our community. Um, you know, Zara doesn't have any of these thoughts of, well, she's not, you know, my friend um, doesn't go to church or my friend um, said some really bad things. Or, that's not even in the picture. Zara is just set on loving and having the time of her life with these friends. And that's encouraged me. Um, some of you are like, hey, Zach, this is great. You've given us some good tips to pursue um, some of our friends. Um, and I haven't really shared like, you know, you could say this to them and they're going to start following Jesus or you could have them read this book. And, and, and that's not really what I came to say. Um, I came to encourage you to invest in those relationships and start today spending time with these people. In that, um, naturally, they're going to find out what you believe about um, God. It's just going to happen. It's going to come up and you're going to share that you go to church on Sunday. You're going to share that you, had a, you were going through something really hard, and, um, but you know, through prayer and your time um, with the Lord that you were comforted. And, and these things are going to happen and they're going to be, um, if you're praying and pursuing these relationships, they're going to be intrigued to what you have and they're going to ask you questions about that. Um, and it might, um, you might see fruit quickly in these relationships, but you might, see fr- you might see fruit years and years down the road. I had a coffee with a buddy last week. He was my first ever kid I knew, first ever high school kid I knew from Indiana. Um, his name's Matt Hollis, and he was in town for a conference from Indiana, and we had coffee together at the Urban Bean a couple nights ago. And he said, you know, it took me 10 years. It took me 10 years since I knew you to really grasp that God was in, in control of my life. Um, but because of those investments we made in his life 10 years ago, he's now following the Lord and figuring out what that means. Um, so that's my encouragement. My encouragement to you um, is God goes before you. Start today with these friendships. Um, uh, there's a great quote. I don't, I'm not sure where it's from. Sorry. I know that's really bad. Um, but the best time to plant a tree, if you didn't know, was 20 years ago. Um, the second best time is right now. Okay? Right now. Today. Um, uh, there's a, a super deep theological um, movie clip that I'm going to share in closing. Uh, if you don't know, Indiana Jones is a theologian, and he is going to show us a picture um, of, of this process of saying yes to this call and moving forward in our community. So if you guys could play this clip right here. Very stunning. This is what it feels like when you start these relationships. I promise. He's reading his Bible. Leave, boy. 
Thank you. Hey, if that's not a picture of what it is like to start moving forward in this uh, call, I don't know what is. Um, Deuteronomy 31, verse 8 says this, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Um, so I pray that you, um, you join God in this movement and in, in our relationships and in our community um, and the Lord will go before you and he will be right there uh, with you. Let's pray. God, I thank you for uh, this time. I thank you for this opportunity um, here at Grace Anglican Church. I thank you for our community um, and for those around us. God, I pray that we would have a sense of urgency as we pursue them, um, but also a sense that, that you are doing the work and that you are going before us. And uh, thank you um, just for loving us and for moving us forward. In your name we pray. Amen.